Yes, people, how are we all doing? I hope we're doing great. So before we start the actual podcast, I just wanted to put this little intro in just to explain that this episode of the podcast is going to be split up into a part one and part two, just because I did record it and it was quite a long one. So I decided to split it up into part one and part two. So in the first part of the podcast, I will be discussing my early years in my journey to professional football starting from when I was in school, first going full-time football at Newcastle United Academy, then progressing to the point where I got my first professional contract. Also talking about the injuries, the setbacks, the ups and downs through that process. Also at the point where I had a severe long-term injury, how I dealt with that mentally and how I ended up dealing with the fact that my professional football career probably wasn't going where I expected it to go. And then the second part of the podcast I will be discussing the kind of end of my professional football career and exactly what happened there how it all came about and how I dealt with it mentally going through a really dark stage of my life and how I kind of got out of that and built myself back up to the point where I am I'm at today so yeah we'll dive straight into it now I hope you enjoy the podcast I talked about some things that I haven't really talked about before, so I wanted to see it as a chance to express my experience with going through some dark periods and some mental health issues, just so it can maybe give people that realisation that they're not the only people who are going through dark times and maybe they can express their emotions about it too. So that's one of the goals of this podcast. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Please, please, if you can share it share it with a friend try and get as many people to listen to it as possible and hear my story it would mean the world to me so we'll crack on anyway i hope you enjoy this episode of process the podcast yes people welcome back to process a podcast by me brendan pearson just before we start i want to say a massive thank you to everybody who listened to the last podcast showed their love i had loads of messages i've had to go through today with it only being out like for 24 hours it's been a great response and i appreciate it so there's gonna be plenty more podcasts to come hence why we're here anyway for episode two i thought i'd talk a little bit more about myself introduce myself for people who don't know about me and then just tell you about my journey or my process from when i was little to now and everything that's happened so like i said in the last podcast We may or may not be doing this tradition, but today I feel like it's necessary. So, I did my slurp a little bit further away from the mic today, but tradition has started, the podcast may continue. So, my journey or my process. If you don't know me, then you won't know that majority of my life I played football so that was my start so let's take it back all the way to when I first started so me and my family we originally lived in a little town outside of Newcastle called Bedlington and then we moved to a very small even smaller town or village just outside of Hexham called Hayden Bridge so we moved there and that was when I first pretty much started playing football I say properly obviously you're a kid it's not properly but I joined the local team, Hainbridge United Association Football Club. Shout out to you. Started there. I originally started, how old was I? Eight years old. Originally started, I think I played left back. 
Um, or maybe I started striker and then slowly got pushed down the pitch because I probably wasn't very good. Always been a tall kid, so got pushed all the way back into defence. Wasn't very good. Then one day in training, they decided, you know what, you're the tallest person here. Get yourself in goal, mate. So I was in goal and I was actually half decent. So pretty much from then on, I was stuck in goal. So yes, I am a goalkeeper. I'm not a proper footballer, as people say. So from the age of around nine, I was in goal. And then the next season, I played a full season under 10s. Had quite a good year with Hayden United under 10s. We got to the Challenge Shield final, I think it was called. We won that down at Walk, Walk Football Club against Wylam, I think. So we won that. And at the end of that season, uh, I had a lot of interest from Newcastle United uh, Academy Football Club. So previous to that, I used to go to their foundation courses. I think it was um, Newcastle Football in the community at the time. Used to do some nighttime classes at Pontyland and RGS, so Royal Grammar School. I used to do a few sessions a week with them. And towards the end of the season, they showed a lot of interest and asked me to come for almost like a trial in what they call the development centre. So that's just, they train once a week. They have a look at the loads of kids who potentially they might take into the academy. So I was actually only there for about two weeks and played a trial game, trained twice. And then from then, they just said, look, we want to get you in the academy straight away. So at the end of under 10 season, so I was 10 years old at the time, obviously, um, signed for Newcastle United. So I think, if my memory serves correct, that's 2006. So signed there, had very good first uh, first year. At the end of the season, we ended up going to a trip in Rome, which was probably one of the best tournaments I've been to in my entire life. We played uh, Benfica, Roma, um, AC Milan, Lazio. There was loads of big teams there, and I actually met Dino Zoff. So if you know football, and you know about the Italy World Cup team, I think, I can't remember what year it was, in the 80s, but he won the World Cup with Italy, he was a goalkeeper, so I met him, obviously being a young lad, I didn't really know too much about him, but I know about him now, so met him, went and went to the Vatican City, seen the Pope, done all that stuff, it was a great tournament, we got beat off Benfica, like 7-2 in the final or something, but never mind, um, so good season, and then moving on from then, this is when the story really begins for me, you know, in a sense, because I've always been quite unfortunate with injury. I don't know if it's just my height or my body shape or that I train too much. I don't know. But I was probably around 12, 13 years old when I first got my first serious injury, which was called, which is spondylolisthesis. So if you don't know what that is, it's pretty much when one of your vertebrae in your spine uh, gets a stress fracture and then eventually causes a slipped disc. So my L5 vertebra slipped, I think it was like 0.4 millimetres. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it can cause sciatica, it can put a little bit of pressure on your nerves and cause back pain. So for about two years, between about 12 and 14 hours in and out of football, um, because of that injury, just couldn't really get consecutively, couldn't, couldn't like keep, pretty much I just couldn't keep on training all the time because my back would just seize up. I couldn't lean back, I couldn't kick. So I was in and out of football for like two years, um, which wasn't ideal, especially at that age. Obviously, you're in the prime growing, growing stages around that age as well, which didn't help. So up until about 14, I had loads of issues. So when I was around 14, 15, that kind of settled down. I always had a few little growth pains like severs in the heel, which a lot of young kids will probably get anyway. And then 
it was around when I was 15, 16 when football kind of took its next little step. So obviously that's the age where you do your GCSEs. So last year at school and around Christmas time when I was about 15, I got asked to sign a scholarship. So what you do when obviously you get to the age where you're about to leave school, uh, football clubs decide whether they want to keep you on, which in that case they would give you a two-year apprenticeship or scholarship or they would just get rid of you. So I was fortunate enough to get mine quite early in December time meaning that I knew like right away through the end of school that I was going to be, well, pretty much I had a job, not only for next year, but I was going to be playing full-time football with Newcastle United Academy the next year from what would have been June. Now here's the next little blip, should I say, in the career. So I was due to do my GCSEs in May time, I think, I cannot remember. And I think it was a literally the last game, the last game of the season. We played a friendly against Celtic. Uh, I was warming up, felt absolutely fine, and then the game started, and I just my knee just started swelling up and blowing up, and I couldn't move it whatsoever. And I was like, it's really confused. Uh, anyway, I somehow managed to play the full game. Uh, played horrendous, couldn't kick a ball, but my knee was swelled. I remember my coach was shouting at me at half time. Like telling me how to kick a ball and stuff, and I just said to it, I can't kick a ball. But anyway, game was over. Go see the physio. Watch <laughs> what's happened to my knee. It's swelled up. I do not understand what's happening. Uh, he says, "Oh, this doesn't look good. We'll get a scan on it." I get a scan the next day, MRI scan, and then I get my results. Luckily, because obviously I was at a high Premier League team, they would get the results in quite quick. So the next day, he rang me and said, "Yeah, you've got a um, slight." partial tear in your meniscus so which is the cartilage in your knee I was like I was didn't know what that meant I was like 16 never had a major injury apart from my back um, and he said oh we're gonna have to take you to the surgeon so went to the hospital to see the surgeon just to have a look at it what not expecting anything like but I just all right he's got to rest it for six weeks it was the end of the season anyway so I could have just rested it and then the surgeon said Looked at it, literally just like pressed my knee one time, said, yeah, we need operating on that. And I was like, what? My heart, like I never had an operation in my life. Didn't know what to expect. I was absolutely petrified. Uh, along with that, I had my GCSEs to look forward to. So I had that and my GCSEs to look forward to, which was great. So anyway, I get my surgery done. Absolutely petrified. I remember going downstairs to the theatre and I was looking like, I felt like I was going to, I'm going to my deathbed here. But Everything went fine, surgery went well, not a problem. Um, still had to do my GCSE, so I think it was halfway through my GCSEs I had my surgery, because um, we had a little bit of a break in between. So I had my surgery in the break, and then the last few weeks of my GCSEs I had my leg elevated during the exams with me crutches and stuff, so that wasn't ideal, but done alright on my GCSEs anyway. I think I ended up getting something like three A stars, two A's, and the rest B, so like five or six B's. Not to brag, but I'd done all right. I was I was all right at school. So moving on. So I started my apprenticeship at Newcastle injured, which obviously wasn't ideal, not the best start. So I probably had about about two months left of rehab um, and recovering from my injury until I was obviously fit again. So until about September in my apprenticeship, I was injured. Uh, luckily, 
through the apprenticeship scheme with the Premier League teams. They put you through a college course, so the college course that we did was a BTEC level three in sports science or exercise in sports science or something like that. Can't remember exactly. So I still you were still doing education, which I'm definitely glad that they did do because a lot of young lads they just want to literally focus on the football and forget about it but they don't understand the consequences down the line of doing that but anyway that's something for another podcast um moving on so injured got back fit in september um i think i ended up playing a few games just for the year below so the under 16s at the time because when you join your full-time academy your class is an under 18 even though i was only 16 at the time uh, played a few games for the under 16s wasn't great to start with but that always happens coming from come back from injury uh, and then I remember our other goalkeeper who normally played under 18s he got injured and I had never played a game for the under 18s I think I might have only played one friendly if that I can't remember uh, most of my games were just with the under 16s because they already had goalkeepers who have been full-time for like a year or two before me playing for the under 18s so we had our FA Youth Cup draw coming up so we drawed Barnsley away in the FA Youth Cup so if you don't follow football too much you've probably heard of the FA Cup before this is just the version for youth academies and under 18s so I knew the keeper was injured and we had the FA Youth Cup coming up so I was the only person who could play and I was 16 never played a game for 18 so I was a little bit petrified Um it was at Barnsley Stadium, I can't remember what it's called now, but it was at the stadium, never played at a stadium before in my life. I was thinking about it for like two weeks beforehand, so nervous. But anyway, get to the game, I actually done alright. Didn't have loads to do, but I actually done alright, even though I was terrified. Um, the kind of more the game goes on, the more that you kind of calm down and you get, get into the zone kind of thing. But I remember the game was live stream on YouTube, so I know I had my mates watching. My family were all there, and some of my family are from down near Barnsley, so they were all there as well. Yeah, we won two one. Um, I couldn't do anything. The goal was the top corner in like the last five minutes, so don't get at me. Um, done well, one two one through to the next round. Unfortunately, the keeper got back fit in time, and we had Sunderland at St James's Park in the next round, so. I was a little bit gutted as well considering I played the first round, but that's moving on anyway. I'll get I'll get sidetracked too easily. So for the rest of that year, it went pretty well. I had a few stints on the bench for the reserves. I, I trained with them previously in the past. I think I had a good... The first time I trained with the reserves was when I was actually still a schoolboy. Got called in on a Saturday. And then I'd done actually pretty well. I had a pretty much of a worldie on the Saturday. And then they asked me to come in on the Sunday again. So I already kind of had that experience. Um... So I was on the bench a few times for the reserves. And then the following season, had a pretty decent season as well. Um, went on loan to a non-league team to play a few games then. And then was fortunate enough to get a call up to a few England training camps with the under-17s, the goalkeepers. And then also got invited to go to Italy with the England under-17 team. Unfortunately, I did miss that because of injury as well. I think I had a little knee injury at the time. Again, it wasn't anything major, but a little bit frustrating to miss out for a chance to play for your country. But things like this happen, but it was a good season all in all. Always picked up one or two little niggle injuries, just I was quite injury prone, but no major injuries. Um, at the end of that season, so the end of your second year scholar, you... But the club decide whether they want to keep you on. 
um, for either a third year apprenticeship or a professional contract, or they can get rid of you. Um, and there's not not normally not too many people who get offered the professional contracts or third year scholarships. But luckily enough, I got offered a third year scholarship, so that would mean that I would obviously be at the the football club for another year. It's just an extended scholarship. It's changed now, so I think they have to give you a pro contract. But it's changed. But it used to be sorry that you'd get a third year. Um, also alongside that, towards the end of my second year second year of apprenticeship I decided to do some extended uh, some extra college work as well so there's the normal diploma that you do I also did the extended diploma which is just a little bit more coursework so you could go to university if you wanted to um, see me and there was another lad one of my best mates who'd done it uh, we both done the extended so we're a little bit busy but it's it's worth it in the end so next year so the third year was really when my football kind of accelerated a little bit and kind of started getting somewhere so at the start at the start of my third year all the under 23 so at the time once you get past under 18 you pretty much are pushed into the 20 under 23s you can play for any age group uh, above at any point but you kind of want you pushed for that age group after you get to 18 so I was in the under 21s we went on a pre-season tour to Holland we were there for about 12 days, I think. And I remember there was me and another lad at the time who were both kind of fighting for that number one position. But he had a little bit more experience in the reserve team the season before, so he was expected to be number one. So we went away. The first game he played, he didn't actually play too well. Uh, and then the second game, I think the first game we played Vitesse Armen. I didn't play. The second game, I think we played Utrecht. Um, I played, I did really well, had a good game, we won, I think we won, I might have drew 1-1, I can't remember, but anyway, I had a good game, so the next game was the big one, which was Ajax at Ajax's training ground, now, if you looked at their team at the time that we were playing against, it was at that Ajax B team, half of them players now are playing in the first team, I can't name names, but half the, I know the keeper, I forgot his name, He's definitely the number one keeper at Ajax now. So their team was ridiculous. So this is the game everybody wanted to play. So we get inside the, the changing room and the the gaffer says my name. So I'm starting. I was like, this is mad. So I'm playing against Ajax. We get absolutely dominated. We get beaten. Well, I think it was 7-3. So it wasn't the best game. I think our one of our main players got sent off in the first 10 minutes for nearly killing someone. And then, not literally, we just tackled someone really bad. And then, I think we just literally, we had one lad who, I think he plays in, in Holland now actually, he shouldn't have been playing with the 23s. He was the one who scored all the goals, so I think he scored two or three. But yeah, we got played off the park, it was great for me, because I was just getting peppered. But I didn't actually do too bad, even though I conceded seven goals. But you conceded seven, it's not great. But anyway, so yeah, Finished the the rest of the tour, but I had a good preseason, and then we get back and the season starts. Uh, I think I played the first game, and then one of the first team goalkeepers at the time, it would have been Tim Krull actually. It would have been Tim Krull done his ACL, and then not too long after that, the the second choice goalkeeper Carl Dollar he'd done his ankle ligaments. I think if I remember, can't remember anyway, but. This 
pretty much meant that I was pushed up into the first team to train with them all the time. So this is my kind of big break. It was kind of frustrating because I wasn't really playing many reserve games, but I was training every single day with the first team. So I would drive up there to the training ground, have my practice with them. Um, Steve McLaren was the manager at the time, so shake his hand every morning. So, yeah, that was me training every single day. I remember we just signed Alexander Mitrovic at the time, and he would just get me after training every single day to just do shooting and shooting drills like for like an extra half a half an hour after because I was the young keeper and you get dragged in to do every single shooting practice so I was very fit just from the extra training I was doing but train every day with the first team uh, warming up as well forgot to mention so I used to warm up every single home game at St James Park so probably about seven or eight times Warm up there, go out with the players, warm the goalkeepers up, um, join a few of the shooting practices, which was crazy. Obviously, being a Newcastle fan from a young age, that was just ridiculous. Uh, got was fortunate enough as well to be in the squad for a uh, away trip down to Bournemouth, which I remember it was on BT Sport at the time. Travelling down there, getting to experience what it's like being a Premier League footballer, going into the dressing room before the game team talk, all the like pre-match interviews, seeing all the fans when I step off the bus, all the fans at the stadium, um, warming up um, down Bournemouth was ridiculous. Watching the, watching the game as well, I think uh, Rob Elliott, who was in goal at the time, had an absolute worldy that day. So it was a good game to be involved. Just watching it from the stands, obviously, but doing the warm-up and stuff. I was very fortunate to experience all that stuff. Um, getting the playing down there, flying over in the hotel, etc, etc, anyway. So, after all this, I ended up signing for, well, sorry, I went on loan to a team, Gated, in the conference, which is now the National League. Um, went on loan there, and then during this period, I was lucky enough, lucky enough to get offered a two-year professional contract off Newcastle United. So, we were down Cheltenham, uh, driving down on the bus, and I remember just before we got to the hotel, my goalkeeper coach rang me saying, look, uh, all the lads are finding out about their contracts today. I'd love to offer you a two-year contract with Newcastle United. And I was like going crazy. Well, trying not to go crazy on the bus, trying not to be too smug about it. But I was over the moon. I uh, had people ringing me, had coaches from the club ringing me saying congrats. Uh, it was a great moment around my family. So during that night down Cheltenham, I was buzzing. But anyway... Moving on to a little bit more about the next next hurdle or next chapter. Um, so obviously I was on loan at Gateshead right at the end of the season. It would have been April 2016. I was suffering for quite a long time previous to this with patella tendonitis. So it started when I was in Holland on that pre-season tour. Kind of went away. The strength conditioning coach at the time at Newcastle. Uh, Chris, I don't know his last name, I would shout him out, but Chris, he helped me out massively, so big shout out to him, I still use some of his exercises today, it kind of went away, like I said, over Christmas, and I went on loan to Kated, and they trained on the 4G plastic pitches uh, every day, and then my tendonitis, so patella tendonitis, if you don't already know, it's pretty much your patella tendon, which runs straight down this like, front of your kneecaps, where your kneecap is, you've got a tendon running from your shin, all the way up to the top of your quad. When that gets fatigued or doesn't recover enough or gets degenerated down, you end up um, getting like pain called tendonitis, pretty much. You can get it in your Achilles as well. So I start developing this pain again, start getting really bad. I remember I couldn't bend my knee. I couldn't run. I couldn't jump. I couldn't walk properly. Like sitting in the car for more than 10 minutes, 
killed my knee. So that started creeping up again. And we were away somewhere in London, I can't remember, warming up. I remember I just started running. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Um, started warming up, started kicking the ball. I could not move. We did the shooting practice before and I went to dive and I, it literally felt like my feet were stuck in the mud. I couldn't move. So I said to the gaffer, look, I can't. My knees are dead. I'm going to be useless here. So I couldn't do anything. So I was injured for that game. Went back to Newcastle to see the physio, got scans and stuff on it, ultrasound, MRI, and they said, look, you, you've you got patellar tendonitis, which I already knew, but it's quite bad. It's to the point where we need to do something about it. So it was right at the end of the season. There was about a month left of the season anyway, which wasn't a massive issue. Obviously, it's a shame to end my loan, but priorities were to get my knee sorted for next season when I could go on loan to a high, higher team, hopefully, and get some more games in. So... Ended up getting some treatment called Epi, which is not nice whatsoever. So it's a little electronic um, acupuncture needle, pretty much to go inside and zap your tendon to try and help the healing progress process. Sorry, it wasn't fun at all. So I had that done in both knees. So yes, this wasn't just one knee. This was both of my knees. I had that done, rested up, done some rehab stuff, broke up for summer, went on holiday or whatever, expecting to be fine for the first day of preseason. Um, then the first day of preseason come, I'd done a little bit of bits and bobs over summer but priority was just resting my knees came to the first day of pre-season pre uh, 2018 uh, obviously my first year pro in the first day of pre-season my knees just went again I couldn't move it was alright to start with but as soon as we started doing any passing or running I just couldn't do it couldn't bear the pain uh, so I finished the session but the next day I woke up in agony so had to call it a day there went to see the physio Went through the similar process, had the epi treatment. I ended up getting some dextrose injections and stripping. So if you don't know what that is, they stick a huge needle in your knee. And it's about, a, it's not just like put the needle in, put some stuff in, pull it out. It's like they move it around for about five minutes in your tendon. It's like a mini operation almost. So I had that done in both knees. And one knee done, rested two weeks, had another knee done, which was delightful. Yeah, so that wasn't too great. So I had that done, expecting that to kind of fix all things. I remember getting to a point where it actually felt all right. I did a few goalkeeper sessions outside, diving around and stuff, and it was all right. Um, it then looked getting to like the last session before I was going to be declared fit, trying to push it a little bit. So I did a lot of crossing, did about half an hour's worth just to see how my knee would hold up. And then I remember like one of the last ones before we called it a day, my knee just went again. I was like, oh, for God's sake, like what is happening here? Why does this keep on happening? Like everything felt fine for like the last few days, and then boom, it just gave away. And uh, just felt like I couldn't put any pressure on it right down the front of my knee. So, got to the point where we tried everything. I had that epi treatment done about three, three or four times on both knees. I had the dextrose and stripping injections. There was nothing else they could really do. I was getting all the best physio treatment from Newcastle United first team physios. Remember at the time, Rafa Benitez just became manager. So he brought all this staff in and they were looking after me like massively at the time with all the new equipment and stuff, but they just couldn't sort things out. Tried everything, so it got to the point where I needed surgery. So we organised to go and see a top surgeon, uh, Professor Alfredson. So if you, if you know a little bit about sports science and tendonitis, then he's one of the top, top surgeons in the world. For tenant. So I went down to London, see him. He said, right, we need to organise a day to 
get the surgery done, which was either going to be in London or in Sweden in his own private clinic. So the best option, because he wasn't going to be back in London for a long time, was to go to Sweden. So had my surgery day, booked, went out to Sweden. I remember it took about four flights to get to where his clinic is. Four flights, got to Sweden. Um, it's a different, very different place, Sweden, where we went. I um, can't remember what it was called now. Olna, maybe. I think it was Olna. So went out there, went to his clinic, um, had the surgery done, which was the first time I had surgery done when I'm actually awake. So it was just local anaesthetic. And honestly, it was the worst hour of my life. I was petrified. Not only that, but I'm actually terrified of needles. So ignore all the needles that I had prior. A dextrose one was the worst. This was even worse. So I had about 12 needles in my knee beforehand. During the surgery, I was awake, and they say you're not really meant to feel too much, but you can feel a lot. So I asked the surgeon if I could take my phone in to watch some YouTube videos during the surgery, um, just to try and keep my mind off it. But so I was sat there watching YouTube videos, um, texting my family, just saying like, "Keep me occupied, like I need to take my mind off it." But it didn't help at all. But it was an hour. I had my surgery done. That was a success. Um, he said he found an, a rupture in my knee, in my right down the front of my patella tendon, which we didn't know was there as well. Uh, so my left tendon had a rupture in, um, which probably would have been one of the main problems. So had that done, went home. Uh, he expected the recovery to be about uh, four to five months, was probably about the normal time, six months if you're a bit unlucky. So rehabbed, followed the protocol. I've still got the protocol saved today, so I know exactly what it was. It was just building it up slowly, working eccentric exercise, isometrics, really slow uh, movements. So it was like a three-second negative leg press, three-second um, concentric leg press. So I was doing loads and loads of things. Got to five months and we had no luck. Just My knee was just not getting any better. There was no reason. I was doing everything I could in the gym, training extra, well, training extra up to what I was allowed to do, doing everything, uh, trying to eat the best I could researching stuff on my own couldn't get anywhere and then we went back down to see the surgeon he said look like everything looks okay we just need to keep on doing what you're doing and just sometimes things take a bit longer so it was meant to take five months but it ended up taking poor surgery this is took 14 months for me to get back fit so i think it was 18 months in total however during this time I started my personal training qualification, so I've seen it as a great opportunity. Started with a uh, company called Fit Education, and the guy Sean Jackson sorted me out, so thank you very much. Um, got that done, started that in June, got it done in September, so that was something that I already had a passion for, which I'll discuss in another podcast um, a little bit more in depth, but done that then. And then this is the period from probably July 2000 and. 17 when things started getting to me quite a bit so i was getting really frustrated with my knee Um, obviously i was fortunate enough that i was still getting paid so when you're injured as a professional football you still get paid you just obviously don't get any bonuses for playing so i was still getting paid good money for my age um which wasn't too bad so i was fortunate enough with that however just the frustration of not being able to prove myself and get out on the pitch was was Prominently, it was getting to me because um, I had high expectations of that season. Newcastle at the time got relegated to the championship, so I was seeing it as a year that I could try and push to be in the first team squad um, or just being around it. That was what the idea I had at the start of the season in my head. 
Um, at the time, I was going through some own personal problems as well, splitting up with my girlfriend at the time, struggling with mental health for certain aspects with that and with also the football side of it. So I was in a, a dark place, losing my appetite, lost a little bit of weight, went through all that sort of stuff, which is common. A lot of people go through it in football, um, which is another reason why I want to start this podcast. But again, that is for a more in-depth podcast another day. So we're going through all that. It got to the point where lost my head a little bit. I was still working very hard in terms of rehab, in terms of training. I never lost that, which is one thing that I never, ever lost was the desire to keep on working hard. But in terms of my recovery and stuff, I was probably going out a little bit too much. Um, lost my head a little bit, which a lot of people do when they go through periods like bad periods like that. Not to say it's an excuse, but I did. Still working hard though just wasn't really seeming to get anywhere so that whole year up until around November November was when things started getting a little bit more positive so from then I started to see a little bit more progress in the gym I was researching loads and loads of things and learning a little bit more about what caffeine can do to affect your performance because at the time I was drinking a lot of caffeine to kind of get over the fact that I wasn't sleeping too much so caffeine overloading on caffeine actually doesn't help your tendons. Uh, it stops them from recovering as fast, which I didn't realise. I started learning about vitamin C uh, and that anti-inflammatory effect. Started learning a bit more about collagen. Um, changed my diet up a little bit and tried to reduce the alcohol consumption as well, which massively helped. So changed that up a little bit around November, December time. Started getting some progress. Ended up actually starting training again in December. I just started with a day on, day off uh, schedule. So the physios were great in terms of that, in terms of easing me in. And then it got to January and I actually played my first game in, what, 18, 19 months. We were playing down Burnley in the Premier League Cup, which is like an under-21 reserve cup. Um, played Burnley down at Stockport. We won 4-0. I remember the pitch was horrible, really. I couldn't kick a ball like for saving my life. Uh, didn't really play too well, but right at the end of the game... I made a pretty decent save to my right, um, which kind of just, I don't know why, but I just felt like I needed something like that to happen just because of everything I've been through. If I had a crap game, I would have been so down and just would have beat myself up. But that last minute save kind of picked me up and gave me a little bit of confidence again to say like, look, that you've, you've, still, you've still got the ability, just believe in yourself. So then after that, um, it was about two weeks later, I played my second game which was Swansea away, just in the normal under-21 Premier League. Uh, had a great, great first half. First half went really well. My kicking, obviously, it was the, probably the best I've ever felt playing a game. Like Obviously, since I've been injured, or playing at all, and since I've been injured. So my kicking was spot on. Everything felt spot on. Confidence was there. Just felt like I was actually enjoying the game for the first time in, well, since like two years since I actually played really starting to enjoy the game we got we were getting beat 1-0 couldn't really do too much with the goal so then in about the 80th minute I went to try so I said at half time to my right winger because we had the win the second half so I, I felt confident I was like right we're going to try this um, goal kick that Edison does so he literally just pings one from one end of the box one from the box from the goal kick all the way to the other end like over the centre-halves and everything, just a 
pretty much you can just kick the ball for miles. And I was feeling confident. I was like, right, we've got the wind. We're going to try it. And I had a decent strike on me anyway. So I went to try it and my quad just went ding. Like I just felt a rip from the top of my quad near my hip, just halfway down my leg. And I was like, oh, what is this now? Like this can't be happening. Uh, just try to play through it, pretending it wasn't there. And then I remember a ball came in behind and I was thinking, if I kick this, my quad's going to go. So it was like a trace between me and their striker to get the ball. I was going to get there, but I was like, what do I do? So it was in the air, kind of bouncing, and I timed it so I actually need the ball away rather than kicking it, which looked fantastic at the time, but probably wasn't the best best idea. But anyway, it just got worse and worse, and I tried kicking the ball again, and my quad was just, there was nothing there. So I had to come off second game back after being out for <clears throat> after being out for what 19 months 18 months um starting to enjoy the game again and then this happens and i was just thinking what like this can't be bad like i'm hoping it's just going to be like a two three four week rest and then get back because my contract was running out at the end of that season i knew it was running out and i thought to myself look all you need to do is just stay fit play a few games and you'll have a contract they, they the club, I could feel from the vibe I got from the coaches and from my goalkeeper coach that that was going to happen. I was pretty confident. And then this happened. And I was like, oh, right, I've still got time. Just get fit. It'll be fine. So I talked to my physio and we both kind of tried to get me back as soon as possible. So I had a scan and it was a grade grade one tear. As the, like, so nothing too major. Normally around an eight week job to get yourself back fit and up and running. So we tried to do it in about five weeks, which was a stupid idea. Um, looking back at it now try to go back five weeks did a bit of training felt fine done some kicking felt fine doing it the next day I woke up and my quad just felt exactly like I'd just done it again um, that same pain down all the way down my quad couldn't bend my leg couldn't flex my hip and I was like how's this happening yesterday I was kicking a ball absolutely fine I was going to go and play a game the next week but it just wasn't good and this process repeated itself three times so I didn't learn the first time Rested it, did my rehab stuff, three weeks later, tried it again, same thing happened. Next time, three weeks off, bit of rehab, was meant to actually play a game. So they were like, look, like, we'll just put you in for a training session. We need There's a game tomorrow, we need a keeper. We'll put you in, done the warm-up um, stuff, and it just felt exactly the same. Like, it didn't feel good. So I couldn't play that game. Um, and then during all this process, I started developing a pain in my abdominals so I was a bit concerned about it it was quite painful kicking running lunging especially in the gym so at this time I was smashing the gym quite a bit it was probably the heaviest I'd been while playing football I was around 97 kilograms and I'm I'm like six foot five six foot six so it's not ridiculously heavy in terms of that but in terms of a footballer it is so I was training like mad um, in the gym and out on the pitch to try and catch up, obviously. Um, and then I started developing a pain in my groin and I kept on mentioning it to my physio, just saying there's something not right here. But I kind of wanted to push it to the back of my mind because I needed to be fit. But my quad injury was getting worse and worse and I was like, I don't know if this is related to the pain in my in my like my ab- abdominals, in my groin. Um, so I went to see the physio and I said, look, uh, can I get this checked up by the doctor? Because I think it could be a, like a hernia, a sportsman hernia, which is pretty much a tear in your groin, in your groin, uh, in the abdominal roll, wall. Sorry. So got the check, and he was like, "Right, you might need to get this checked out because it was really painful." Got it checked out, off the surgeon, and he said, "Yep, yeah, you've got a sports sportsman's hernia." 
not just one side, I had it on both sides, even though I only had the pain on one side. So I had a, uh, what they call a bilateral groin tear on both sides, along with this hip injury, um, sorry, quad injury. I was like, what the hell do I do here? So literally at that time, before I actually went to get my hernia checked off the doc, sorry, the surgeon, we already found out, well, I already found out off the club that I wasn't going to get a contract at the end, end of the season. They pretty much said, look, we want to give you one. We see potential in you. We wish you all the best, but we just can't give you a contract because of the injuries. It's a big risk to the club taking you on for another year. Like You could just be injured for another, another season. And that's just time and money wasted. So I was like, right, that's fair enough. Um, appreciate it. And they helped, they tried to help me out. They said, look, there's teams interested here, there and everywhere. So try to help me out. And I was thinking, well, you know what? It could be a blessing in disguise. I could go on to better things, sign somewhere and be playing. But anyway, obviously I had this hernia operation that I needed to get done. I got that done rehab myself over the rest of the season so it's about a month left of the season it only takes about four weeks to rehab a sportsman hernia surgery rehab that went away for summer had a great summer and then i knew that i obviously had to go and trial places at the start of next season so it was the start of the 2019-20 season uh, i hadn't done any football for obviously a very long time because i had the quad injury which was in february and then I didn't play a game or train since then because obviously the the quad injury and my hernia. So brought up for summer. Went trial and the first team I went to was Mansfield Town and I was absolutely terrible. I, <laughs> I couldn't kick a ball, couldn't move. My knee was still playing up when I was training. Just wasn't, just I, I was just terrible. So I was there for about four or five days. Went away, obviously didn't hear anything back from them, which I wasn't expecting anything. Uh, and then the next place that I trialed at was actually Rangers. So I was just doing my own gym stuff. I was training with a non-league team just to keep training. Got a call. Somebody at the, the club in Newcastle organised it. My agent had something to do with it as well at the time. Sorted it out. Went up to Rangers. Um, had a week, full week plan there, uh, which was great. Felt really, felt for some reason I felt really confident, even though I had a terrible week. The, the week prior at Mansfield went up to Rangers and for some reason just felt instantly felt good and felt settled in there so there was a few uh, the Rangers lads who knew one of my good pals through playing internationally so I kind of got on well with them settled in quite quickly the first day trained just done goalkeeper training the first day felt decent felt pretty confident was just training with the academy slash reserves 23s on the first day and then the second day uh, I was training with the first team, Rangers first team. So I already knew one of the keepers there at the time who had been in Newcastle previously. So I knew him and I just I felt like I settled in quite well. First day, done goalkeeping training. Went really well. Done a little bit of shape work and shooting and small-sided games with the first team. Done well again, felt good. The goalkeeper coach, who was spot on. Uh, Colin Stewart, he was spot on with me. He seemed pretty positive about things. Met the gaffer as well, Stephen Gerrard, who was quality, as you can you probably guess he is being the man he is so met him quick chat in his office everything was spot on so trained two days and then we had a day off so trained two days felt absolutely fine felt good felt sharp felt like i was getting back into it confidence was coming and then came home for a day went back the following day um, after the day off the train 
and then done the warm-up, done the goalkeeping, and then we went into a shooting drill with the first team. And I remember a cross got put in. can't remember who shot. Um, shot to my left-hand side. I've went to take a step to push off my left knee. And my, my studs have literally just gave way, so it was quite a, a warm day. I had I had rubber blades on, not studs. And my foot just slipped, and I went over on my knee, and I just felt a pop and my knee just like seized up and I was like like I was on the floor like oh my god what have I done now like this is the worst possible time that this could happen uh, so um, hobbled off the pitch went to see the physio the physio was a top bloke Stevie Walker that's what his name was so he looked at me really well he, I think he's a fellow Geordie as well so he was instantly on it trying to help me out the best I can Uh got on the game ready which is just like a big ice compression machine if you don't know so got me on that and literally they couldn't really do anything because I wasn't one of their players so I was actually still up there for two or three full days they looked after me they iced done all the treatment that they could at the time so they kept me up there for two days even though I was just a trialist and then at the end of like the third day they were just like look like we can't do anything more here um you're gonna just have to go home so spoke to Colin goalkeeper coach he just said look it's just unfortunate circumstances and we need a keeper um, just go away get yourself fit go and get playing somewhere and we'll keep an eye on you and you never know what could happen down the line so it was still a positive trip positive comments from the coach um, every, everybody seemed to be happy with me and I felt good there and I just seen to myself look just get yourself back fit go and play somewhere have a good first half of the season and then you never know what can happen so uh, I ended up having to have three weeks off. I went to see my old original knee surgeon who had actually uh, operated on my brother's ACL as well. So we knew him from, from previously. So I went to see him. He looked at it and just said, oh, it looks like you've just tweaked your MCL uh, ligament. So just rested it for two or three weeks. And then I had two non-league teams which were interested. So there were Conference North and the league below. So the Evil Stick Premier. My agent at the time recommended one certain team to go to. I went and signed for that team. I think I played one, played a friendly game for them. Uh, still felt a bit rusty. Obviously, I hadn't done anything. I went from having three weeks off to playing a game straight away. So I only did half an hour's worth of training the day before. I did nothing prior to that. Played a game. Done all right. It wasn't great, but signed for them. Uh, things didn't work out very well at that team for whatever reason. And then I was set to sign for a League 2 team. Um, and then there was trouble with contracts. There was loads of issues with that. So that didn't really go down too well. I'll not go into too much detail there. But I was meant to sign somewhere and it didn't happen. So I was left from September till December 2019. I think that would have been 2019 with no team. And I wasn't allowed to sign anybody because I had already previously signed for someone within that first half of the season. So I was screwed pretty much. And uh, there was another little period where I wasn't really in, my head wasn't in the right place again. Uh, luckily, I just met my current girlfriend at the time, so she did help a little bit. But my head just was just all over the place. I was debating completely quitting football, just thinking what's happening here. Um, so I started my fitness page, my Instagram page, which is Brendan Pearson Fitness. Started that, started putting a few things on there, but not really, my head wasn't in anywhere. Um, luckily, I was still 
keeping on top of my rehab, still keeping on top of my training, which is, like I said, one thing that never changed. I was training at a gym called Fit Training. I think it's Functional um, functional Intelligent Training. It's in Gosforth. Um, Tillery and Carl, the physio there, looked after me. Everything was spot on there, so shout out to them. Uh, trained there for a few weeks with my brother because he was recovering from his ACL. Uh, trained there for about two months. And then it got to Christmas. I just wasn't in the moods. So over Christmas, everybody was obviously out partying, out drinking. My family were having a good time. I was just in a bad headspace. Didn't want to drink. Didn't want to do anything. Just literally trained. And that was it. Um, I used to get my mate. Shout out Tio. Me and him used to go and down to the football pitch. Or I'd go around to his football pitch. And we, he just used to kick balls at me um, just for a bit just to get some sort of football training. I wasn't in the headspace to go and train with a team. I just wanted to be on my own, focus on myself, and that was it, really. So January come, which is the football transfer window. Um, So if you don't know football, there's a transfer window in the summer, so like August time, and then there's a transfer window in January where teams look to get players in to sign them. So luckily my dad had always been in football, so he'd coached, he'd played previously, uh, semi-professional but he had also coached in Scotland for a team called Creed in the South um, which is a Scottish Championship so he'd always coached in Scotland so he did have a lot of contacts in Scotland um, so he put my name out and sent my CV away and a few of my my clips from the two games that I'd played in Newcastle yeah great but sent them away uh, one team came back straight away, which was a team called Morton, so Greenock Morton in Scotland, again, Scottish Championship. So, second week of January, I think it was, I went up there for a trial. Obviously, complete different setup from going from Newcastle United to a Scottish Championship team, so I had to pay for my own te- a hotel, get myself up there. Uh, but, to be fair, I enjoyed it. I've, I felt... It was nice to feel like a professional footballer again, going in every single day, training. The lads were spot on. The gaffer at the time was spot on. Keeper coach was spot on. Uh, just obviously a complete different level and a bit of a eye-opener from the level at Newcastle United compared to, obviously, the level I was at. But football standard was still decent. Went there, trial for a week. Um, they said one-off year contract. Played a few friendly games for the reserves. Um, and then eventually it took us took the time getting the contract sorted but they they did sign me eventually after about three weeks signed there so i've seen this as an opportunity to kind of restart my career before before january came so before the transfer window came i said to myself look this is my one last proper shot at professional football i want to pursue it i'm putting everything into it um i'll take i'll sacrifice everything i'll sacrifice moving away i'll sacrifice the money uh i'll sacrifice everything so this was my one shot. Went away, obviously signed for for Morton. Again, not amazing money. Um, complete reality change. Moving away from the family, moving away from my girlfriend, which we'd only been together a few months at the time. But you know what? I said, let's go for it. So, first half of the season, I played quite a lot of reserve game, which was good for me because I'd never actually played consecutive football ever. So, the most games that I actually played in a row, week in, week out, was three previous to this which was when I was 18 because before that it was just I would play a reserve game we wouldn't have a game for two weeks and I'd play again or one of the first team keepers would come in just to get some more game time for him so I was never getting games at all so I played actually about seven games in a row which was felt like a lot for me because I'd never done that before 
doing all right. I felt like the the manager liked me. You said some positive things about me. They actually had a lad in on loan from Rangers at the time, so I wasn't going to get any first team action um, if they had someone in on loan. But the gaffer said, look, next season, you're going to be number one. I was like, right, great, perfect. I'll just keep chipping away this season. If I get a, if I get a game, I'll get a game. Um, doing well at the reserves. We played Hearts about three weeks later. Hearts reserves. Again, they had all first teamers out. They had their like brand new striker from Serbia or something playing. And in the second half, I went to literally pick a ball up from it cross came in. It was a header went kind of like floated down. It wasn't really a decent header. So I just went to the side, picked it up and slipped. The pitch was soaking wet and I slipped over my right ankle. They just just completely gave way and felt a pop. Uh, and I was like, what the same same sort of thing went through my mind. Like, what is going on? Why, why does stuff like this keep on happening to me? I tried to play on for the rest of the game. In fact, I did play on for the rest of the game. We had no goalkeeper on the bench. Um, I was throwing balls out. I was getting my centre half on my left back. Strappy, shout out to Strappy for taking my goal kicks, mate. Took all my goal kicks. I couldn't move. I actually had a better second half than I did first half. I had a nightmare first half. Second half, I made about three worldy saves with one ankle, which was... I wish I still had the clips from it, to be fair. But we got beat like 7-0 or something. I couldn't move. My ankle swelled up. Game finished. Go to physio. My ankle's black and blue. Uh, and obviously the setup at Morton wasn't going to be the same as Newcastle. So there was no game ready. There was no like fancy machines and nothing for rehab. So I kind of just had to rehab it with whatever way I could. Bucket of ice and some water. The old school way. So... I was out with this ankle injury for seven weeks. I say this because there's more to the story. But I was out for that for seven weeks. So up until probably a month before season end. Played again, three or four reserve games. Um, ended the season. Broke up for, t- for summer. Having high expectations for the next season. Looking forward to it. Um, our gaffer and assistant actually, and goalkeeper coach actually walked out the last game of the season. So we had no... Gaffer for the last game of the season, which was quite funny. Uh, still won, but I was like, all right, this could be... It's a bit annoying because the old gaffer liked me, the old goalkeeper coach liked me, but you never know. I like a fresh start. So we had got a new gaffer in for the next season. I obviously went away for summer, came back, um, met the new staff. Uh, the new setup looked very promising. Um, the new gaffer had these ideas... Um, just about hard work. He put a lot of effort into the club. He changed everything around. He got loads of new players into so the team. Was pretty much, pretty much brand new. The idea that he wanted, he wanted players who actually wanted to play, which was great. Um, he ended up so quite a lot of the players that were already at Morton, including myself, took a wage cut for the club to kind of invest a bit more money in certain things, and also he upped the bonuses so we had an incentive to go and win rather than just people picking up the wages week in week out which I was absolutely fine with I was like right I'm going to be number one I want to play every single game so that was fine went back um, first week of pre-season and it was literally just running and I do not run so if you follow my Instagram stories and pages I just hate running that's why I'm forcing myself to do it now but obviously previously because of injuries with my knee and obviously my most recent ankle injury in the off season I did no running all my cardio was on the bike on the cross trainer, on the assault bike, skier, 
rowing. So that was all my kind of, that was my cardio, no running whatsoever. And the first week was literally just us getting battered. We used to have to do a 20 minute run before every single um, training session. And I was dreaded every single day just because I knew that I was going to get absolutely tortured. I was going to be dead. I was tired all the time just because I wasn't used to the running. But one week, pretty much just running, barely any football. Then the second week comes and we had a, a pre-season, first pre-season friendly at, on the Saturday. And I was like, right, I need to get my, my eye in here. I need to get some, like, get focused, get ready because I need to be number one this season. So they also just signed a new keeper. So we were both fighting for that number one spot. Uh, trained, I still felt rusty. Just didn't feel very fresh. But towards the back end of the week, I started to get my eye in. Started to feel a bit more confident. Was actually looking forward to the game on the Saturday. And then it gets to the Friday, day before the game, we are doing a goalkeeper drill. So it was literally just receive from the right-hand side, volley, turn, receive a pass off the coach. You'd thump it in, take a touch, play it back, and then volley, just keep it. Simple goalkeeper drills. If you're a goalkeeper, you know what I mean. And then, so I take my volley, go to my left, keep a coach, drills a pass into me, take a touch to go and play to my right-hand side, step, and then my ankle, my right ankle, which I previously injured, previously injured the season before, just gives way. So they trained on AstroTurf. Um, I don't know if my studs got stuck in the Astro or what, but my ankle went over. And this time, the pop and the pain was a lot more prevalent. Like I just felt it rip all the way up the side of my shin, um, around the back of where my Achilles is, all the way halfway up my calf. I just felt a pop, a rip, and I instantly just thought, this is this is bad, like, this is really bad, I've never really felt an instant pain injury like this, like, my knee injury was kind of a thing that progressively got worse and worse, my first knee injury was just a random occurrence that I didn't really know what was happening, um, but this one, I was like, this is instant, like, something's, something's happened here. So that is the end of part one of this podcast. In the next podcast, we'll obviously talk about what happens in terms of this injury, how it does lead to my professional footballer career ending, how it actually did end, um, and then how I kind of went into a really dark place after this period, struggled with some issues, and how I ended up getting myself out of it, and where I'm at now, slowly build myself back up. So, if you want to hear more, Head over to part two of the podcast, which will be out very, very shortly. And again, if you could share this podcast with a friend on social media, with anybody you know, it would be massively appreciated just to try and share my story and share awareness for other people, other athletes, other footballers who are suffering through dark times, dark periods, and just to give them a little bit of a boost knowing that there's other people who have been in similar positions. So... Thank you again for listening. Head over to part two of the podcast. And just before you go, if you could give this podcast a five-star rating, drop a little review as well. Obviously, that's only if you enjoyed the podcast. If you didn't, please don't put anything. But anyway, thank you very much. This has been Process, part one of this episode. I'll see you in the next episode.